Hey, Jory. Uh, happy holidays, Jory. Oh no! It's that it's, time of the year. It is. It's 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 the holiday time of the year. You know, I just think of all those things I want for Christmas. I'm hoping I'm getting that Roman Reigns action figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really hoping I get that rep- replica title belt, the one I saw at Toys R Us for twenty five. It's way better than the fifteen dollar one that's made of styrofoam. This one's made out of fake leather. It's not a. Like, it's not a fanny pack. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm hoping I'm getting. I'm getting my my favorite Christmas presents. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm hoping I'm getting um, the the replica divas belt. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep hammering that home. I want a replica <laughs> divas belt because I think that'd be funny, and. Um, a, a million years of the network for free. Uh, thank you, uh, the elves at, at WWE Shop. And um, something cool for one of those commercials, you know, when they do the WWE Shop and, like, Finn Balor pops out of the, the, the gift wrapping. I want it to be, like, the Blue Meanie one time or something like that. <laughs> like, just someone very, like... Or, uh, or one... Uh, one uh Bobby Lashley. Mm. Hey Jory. Do <laughs> yeah. you know that do you know that twelve years ago Bobby Lashley was part of an ECWWE pay-per-view called December to Dismember? <laughs> oh oh boy, he sure was. <laughs> yeah, I just watched that. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> I just watched it earlier today too, and do you know what, Cameron? What, Jory? I don't want to be your friend anymore because this is your <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we watched uh, December to December 2006, considered widely the worst WWE pay-per-view of all time. And I don't think most people would like know that or attribute it to that because it doesn't really if you look at this poster here like where does it say wwe in the bottom left corner very small logo it mostly just says ecw on it so it's just like you know ecw was the bad thing yeah not wwe (laughs) but um i guess most people think uh wwe ecw was bad or ecww i think that's what people call it but uh yeah (laughs) december 3rd uh 2006 Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon graced us with the greatest pay-per-view in the history of mankind. Uh, history of professional wrestling. From so, a- uh, I got, I gotta, we we gotta start right off the bat. It's it's like, man, this is my first time watching anything WWE CW besides, um, no, like like snippets. This is the first time I've watched the full thing. Okay. I've watched like snippets of CM Punk. Or you know you're like twelve, you're like twelve years old, flipping the channels, and you come across sci-fi, and, and it's like, what's what's the, what's sci-fi. that what's that what's that blonde lady doing? Ooh, I like this, and then you realize it's wrestling, and you're like, you yeah. switch the channel again, and then you realize it's Kelly Kelly, and she's only like five and a half years older than you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I watched I watched ECWWE or whatever we're referring to it as for a little bit in middle school. I thought it was. I think I've talked about that on the show before. 
because my sister was really into ECW for a while, and I wasn't allowed to watch it, so then when I was older and it was on sci-fi, I was like, dude, I'm watching this. And I can <laughs> remember the CM Punk vignettes and all that stuff, but I didn't I didn't really stick with it. Um, I just really remember CM Punk being cool and thinking Bobby Lashley was cool. <laughs> That's really it. Um, but, uh, yeah, the event itself... Um, the the home of ECW hardcore wrestling, the James Brown Arena in Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> Who, why would you do this in Philadelphia or New York or Jersey or somewhere when you can hold an ECW pay per view in the heart of Georgia? <laughs> oh boy, I don't. I, I, I that's a very good decision. Whoever picked this venue for this pay per view. So the the uh, the best decision made about this was the fucking theme song. I was not expecting oh that. God, and yeah. then it's like, welcome to dismember to dismember. An ECW pay-per-view. Let the bodies hit the yeah, floor. Was... And I'm just like fucking cackling on my couch. This is almost like... 2007. How old was the song at that point? Like four years old or something? It was, it was, at, at this point, it was five years old already. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. It's it's paired with the like shitty logo that's like a Christmas ornament, but it has like a a saw blade on it, and <laughs> the 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 shitty action like spinning camera going through the arena carefully, not showing all the empty seats. <laughs> well, it's hard to have empty seats when the arena can only hold like five thousand people. <laughs> they probably gave those tickets out. Um, yeah. That theme song, that's good. I mean, there's not a better wrestling theme song for a pay-per-view. And it's it, it's not even Christmassy at all, you know. I expected something that felt kind of holiday-themed, but... As, like, a, a fun juxtaposition, like, irony-type yeah, like, thing. Because the whole like, thing is, look at this poster. It's like Sandman holding a kendo stick out of a snowy chimney with Christmas lights draped yeah, over. Yeah, just, like do, just do, like, a shitty cover of Santa Claus is coming to town, but, like... Sandman is coming to town. Yeah, something. Or like do that. like, baby, it's cold outside, so let's watch December to Dismember. Yeah, yeah. So presentation-wise, so far, um, eh, I don't know about this. You, you want to talk about these matches, or you got anything else you want to? Um, we had Joey Styles and Taz on commentary. Mm. Is Ta- is Taz just like unable to wrestle? Is he like? Yeah, he was at this time. Okay. He, he had something going on with his spine or his back, and he just retired. And, and okay. uh, Vince put him in. I think he did. He did commentary on SmackDown before this for a couple years, because yeah, that's when we got like... that really cool Final Fantasy ad. <laughs> yeah, and another one yeah. for Skittles. I've never seen the Skittles one. It's really I, good. I need to see. I always, anytime you hear Taz's commentary voice, I immediately think about, whoa, when he has the PS2 controller in his hand. That shit's <laughs> so funny. That makes me want to play Final Fantasy X. So, we, we started off with a match that was probably the best, like, actual match on the card. Yep. Yeah, good way to open the pay-per-view, probably. I, it was a great way to open up the pay-per-view, because we got... Like prime time Hardy Boys, yeah. Like, and if, I don't if, think they were partners at this time, so I think they build this as like it's a big deal. Please order December to dismember because the Hardys are back together. It was like a couple months after their reunion. Oh, okay, and 
I feel like it was they attached that to it to like help boost up buy rates because they weren't sure how an ECW only pay per view would sell. Yeah. And the first still match, at this point. Yeah, the this first match like was a tag team match of the Hardy Boys, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, against M N M, Joey Mercury, Johnny Nitro with Molina. Yeah, Mercury Nitro M N M. You know, Eminem, it sounds like the rapper. He's... It sounds like the candy. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't, I like the candy. I don't like the rapper. And yeah, I, think I think I like these guys even less. Ooh. I like one of these guys more than the candy and the rapper combined. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not familiar with, with either of them. Oh, oh, I'm fucking, it's John Morrison. Okay. John that... Yep. That's, that's why, because I was going to say, I hate their presentation. Uh, I hate this team of uh, <laughs> arm candy plus two weird guys with, like, dread bead things. But they are incredibly good wrestlers. So it was good to have them against the Hardy Boys, who are incredibly good wrestlers. Yeah, and John Morrison, like, a lot of a lot of the shots you get of him... He, he doesn't have facial hair during this pay-per-view filming. So he looks completely, to me, he looks like a completely different person. So when it was showing his face, I was like, is that John Morrison? Yeah, that's totally John Morrison. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I noticed throughout this match, uh, well, first I want to mention Jeff Hardy was the Intercontinental Champion at this time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that. I'm not sure how that came to be do some research into that but um, yeah also we should say we didn't we we didn't like watch any of the lead up ecw episodes or like wwe episodes we just fucking turned it on on the uh, network i did but years ago <laughs> or not years ago but maybe like like a year ago when i first got the network because i was watching through cm punk stuff right yeah I, I remember telling you about that during the i was telling you about the kelly kelly cm punk thing and um i like Probably like January, um, I was I was watching through that stuff, and the last thing I watched was the Lashley Big Show main event that they referenced before this main event. So I accident like I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I watched the lead up to this like eleven and a half months ago or something. Yeah, <laughs> so I I did, but I don't remember. I don't remember it. Yeah, we didn't do we didn't go back and do a ton of research like okay we need to get, we need to prepare ourselves for December to December. We need to prepare for December to December so we can be fair. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be fair about this. We're gonna be real <laughs> fair about it. Don't you worry, December to December fans. We're gonna be fair about this one. Uh, yeah, we it was it was a tag team match and they were both incredibly good. All four of these men are good wrestlers. I yeah, th- there's a, a spot that was I I gotta start with specifically is when um, Team M and M tried <laughs> to use the Hardy Boys uh, finishers on them. Oh, I okay. Like try they tried to set up for a twist of fate, and they also tried to set up for Swanton, but didn't that didn't work out. Oh yeah, I I, I definitely remember this. Um, if anything, I have. All of my spots that I have written down here are Matt Hardy things. Mm. The double neckbreaker, the double uh, blockbuster, 
And then the um, <laughs> the crucifix, sit-down crucifix bomb he hit. That was insane. I think it's just crazy to me because, like, you don't see him do this stuff anymore. Yeah. So it, it was, like, really cool to see him being, like, that athletic. <laughs> um, there's uh, else I was going to say about Matt. The, uh, their, like, weird wheelbarrow move that they did. Oh, Eminem? Uh, no, the Hardys did. Oh, okay. They did, like, a tag team move where they, like, picked up each, like, leg, I believe, and, like, flipped him around. Oh, yeah. That, like, like super Alabama, sl- Alabama slam. That yeah. Was, like, that was insane, yeah. That was really cool. I bet that's not done anymore because that's very dangerous, but. That's, that's how I felt about a lot of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. it's A lot of it's just stuff you don't you don't see now because it's like you're gonna get your brain fucked up if you do this maybe maybe it's something that i my my brain just goes into like nostalgia mode when i see wrestling in four by three but i feel like tag team wrestling now is done way differently i i might even say worse there's not synergy anymore yeah. That's what I was getting for this. We, we, we'll we get, like, I, I guess maybe it's, like, a regulation change or just something. There has to be some, some backstage reason behind it. But there's not a lot of tags made anymore. And the only time you see people teaming up is for, like, a quick three seconds maybe after a tag is made. Well, with, get the stomps in together. Yeah. Well, with, like, this... There was just constant, like, swapping out and, like, breaking up tags and, like, completely ignoring the referee being like, come on, guys, get back to your corner, please. Yeah. And when you see, there were a lot of team maneuvers in this, and now when you see team maneuvers, it's like, that's the end of the match. That's that's it. That finished them. But uh, back then it was like, oh, they have a lot of team maneuvers to pull out. You're going to see several of them throughout this match and it's not just going to be oh well that's the finisher this match is over so that's that was kind of cool to see yeah but i definitely agree with with this being the best uh match on the card probably you can't go wrong with the hardys it was really cool to see them come out together just for that like nostalgia nip and yeah um, i was doing the whatever whatever you call that jeff hardy does with him yeah, that, that like, rave dance. Yeah. Maybe I just attribute everything Jeff Hardy does to rave because the pants and the, and the paint. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah. And the arena loved him. Loved him. Yeah. Everyone there was just into the Hardys. Uh, yeah. There were ECW chants for the suicide dives, which I thought was funny because we see a suicide dive, like, almost every match now. Yeah. Were, so they were, were like, suicide wow, dives is... like a radical thing back then? Like a, yeah, a I, crazy thing making waves in the wrestling world? I I guess so. And I have heard that they're overused now because they were supposed to be a really exciting thing. But now well, they're just used they're, in every match. That That is a good point to make. Just because in 2K, it's like a special move you can only use once per match. Huh. Versus... Okay. I I get why I I get why they do them, as in like a booking, like or match setup type thing where it's like a good way to like regroup stuff or like yeah, 
especially for TV broadcasts. We've said this before. It's a great way to cut into commercial. You have Finn Balor. He runs. He jumps. Michael Cole's going, and Finn Balor's going to fly. And then he hits, and he, like, jumps up and does that pose as, like, the Flex. as the Raw logo pops up. And they go to, and he goes, live on Raw. And it goes to commercial and comes back. Yeah. That's yeah, a good it use it, for it. Yeah, and it I, I, I think I think there there's... There's like a, a thing with that too, I imagine, is when they were used rarely, they were probably sold as more devastating. Mm-hmm. And I can see that being a trade-off where I think it's probably better now, even though we see them a lot, is it's not a move I think you can sell as like doing a lot. And, and yeah, and just the way wrestling is made to 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 feel maybe not to feel, but to be safer for performers now. When Seth Rollins does a suicide dive, a lot of the time he just kind of pushes someone and then lands on his own feet. Yeah. Whereas this was like, I'm going to barrel chest directly into your head. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a little bit, that's a little bit different. But yeah, I found that, I found that pretty interesting that the ECW chance came from a suicide dive. Maybe this crowd was just super ready for like anything to happen. Um, yeah, I imagine. I imagine there's there's one guy specifically who I I can imagine was probably very drunk. Oh, the really loud guy that you could hear the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one who called Heyman a sellout, and there's something else he yelled at someone, but um, yeah, that's the the ending was pretty good with the. Yeah, he stacked double like twist of fate type thing, and then double Swanton. Yeah, stacked on top of each other for Swanton. Yeah, that was good. The 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 other thing I I have to talk about really quickly is uh, when Molina got I think it was Matt into a head scissor. And oh then, yes. And then I I was like, damn, that looks cool. And then on commentary, Taz was like, oh god, I feel bad for the guy. Well. Well, not that bad. Who who wouldn't want to be in that situation? And I was like, wow, I sure am glad women yeah. are not objects. I have <laughs> like I have so much in notes for the for the um what who who was that the mixed tag Mike, match? Yes, Mike Knox and Kevin Thorne thing. That match is gross. Uh, but for this one, there's a chant that they used against Molina that is. Very frightening. I don't know if you picked up on that. I did not. Uh, they were chanting, She's a crack whore. Which seemed to have been a very popular chant back then. Because I was watching older Smackdown from like 2006. And uh, they said that to Lita too. Which is... Yeah. They really liked that chant. Otherwise, from horrifying uh, shit... Did you see the like LED belt buckle things inside of the the leather jackets that Eminem or not leather the fur coats they were wearing? Yeah, that's silly as fuck. <laughs> this is this is I went into this and then the Hardy Boys come and I was like, damn, I should have wa- kept up with wrestling. And then Eminem came out and I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> no, I think I used my time better. Yeah. Um, what was what was I doing in uh, December of 2006? Uh, I was probably playing, like, Smash on my GameCube or something. 
I, I would have assumed KOTOR 2, but Smash is... That's, that could be accurate, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. What was I doing in December 2006? I was... Um, playing RuneScape. Yep. Hmm. Run, I'm waiting escape. for Christmas so I get my... Uh, Get my 360. The, the, the match, I guess the, the like pre-pay-per-view setup was the Hardy Boys were like, we'll challenge anyone. Yeah. We'll take a challenge. And then these guys, the M&M, like, inter- like, came out and like, hey, it'll be us. And that's, that's fine. I know they wanted to push John Morrison. He was good. I think he ended up getting a big singles run after this for a couple years. I think he was United States champion and maybe intercontinental champion he was had some big matches at some big pay-per-views uh that was a good setup for him but you know what i would have done and i'm Hmm. pretty sure they're still under contract at this time i want to say maybe not maybe they're both maybe bubba ray is in is in as a in tna but i would have went with them i would have went with I would have went yeah. with the Dudley boys. That would have been way more hype to hear that whistle and the that pyro and then Yeah, they were they, they were in, the they were I think they were uh TNA tag champs. Yeah, that time. makes sense cuz 2006 is about when they is about when they left. Yeah. Yeah, that's And uh re- reading up on it, I guess Voodoo Kin Mafia, which is just the new age outlaws but in TNA, like issued yeah. a statement saying that they accepted the open challenge, but WWE didn't acknowledge it because you can't acknowledge that there's other promotions. Is oh Voodoo is Voodoo King Mafia? That's uh, Road Dog and um, Billy Gunn. And was it Billy Gunn? Yeah, yeah. I th- I think I'm thinking of a different tag team when it was Road Dog and uh, Ron Killings. Oh, that, that sounds sick. <laughs> that would have been even cooler. Yeah, they like they would come out and rap like like our truth does now, but for like two minutes, it was so cool. Oh, that was, we're getting distracted. That was three live crew with Ron Killings, <laughs> Conan, and Je- uh, Road Dog. Dude, Conan was in that too? Yeah. Okay, that's all. This is now a TNA podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was pretty good. Any final thoughts on Eminem versus Hardy Boys? That sure was a misleading opening. After that, I was like, damn, maybe people are wrong and it's over-exaggerated. But then immediately Matt Stryker comes out and he is the worst person ever. And that's those are the kind of stuff that I think made me not like wrestling and makes me not like this era of wrestling. Like, yeah, like 2005 to like 2008, nine. that like really weird, like um, pre-TV PG, but post-attitude era. Like we don't know quite how to push the envelope anymore. So what are we going to do? We're going to put this dude's face on the ass of his trunks and have him accentuate his ass for a four-minute match. You know, that kind of weird shit. Um, but yeah, we got Matt Stryker versus uh, Balls Mahoney. But first we got a, a, a Matt Stryker promo beforehand. Balls. Balls Mahoney is, yeah. Um, R.I.P. Balls yep, Mahoney. R.I.P. Matt, Matt Stryker came out, I guess, his I bet it's probably part of his real life, too, but his character is that he used to be a teacher. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and now he, like, tries to be a teacher in rules in wrestling. Um, yeah, pretty lame, but what I took away from this, 
I found some good in this. Being they should have they should have more so um uh went after the fact that he didn't want the match to be extreme rules. This should have been an extreme rules match and he should have protested it being an extreme rules match because someone being in a specific promotion or on a specific show ECW and disliking what they do ECW extreme championship wrestling I don't like extreme wrestling that's yeah. always good so I you're, e. what you're saying Drew Gulak yeah they yes. should have he, he, what he is is he's like a shitty Drew Gulak <laughs> yeah, a very 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 shitty Drew Gulak yeah because like Drew Gulak is you don't you don't need to like I think the problem is they're like playing it up too much and like if imagine if like every time Drew Gulak came out he I, it wasn't he, he, with like the powerpoints and like before he was like scary heel Drew Gulak when he was just like goofy idiot like there's a comedy element to it but there's not even comedy to what Matt Stryker was doing yeah yeah, because what's written is not good, you know what I mean? He should have yeah. come out and be, been like, no more extreme wrestling, you know? I'm going to go to the go right to the board of this promotion, just like I go to the PTA at the school I teach at, and I'm going to tell them extreme wrestling is dangerous, and I'm going to have it banned. Just get some cheap heat like that. That's that's fine. Yeah, It's better than what he did. Just have Which him come was... out to to write to censor. Just <laughs> <laughs> I love that damn thing. So yeah, then he then he faced Balls Mahoney in what was a pretty I would say unremarkable match. Not by balls, uh or should I say Mr. Mahoney's um fault. He was pretty good. He Balls Mahoney just reminds me of much bigger uh mcfoley <laughs> yeah the the thing i i have to say about balls mahoney is that his his music is just the instrumental to big balls by acdc i didn't even recognize that that's hilarious the only reason i can is i have like a vivid memory of it always playing in my stepdad's car when i was like five <laughs> and i know the song is partially about innuendo and it's also it's referring to like dance balls but also haha balls testicles but when i was like five i just imagined it as people on those like giant bouncy balls that have like the handle on them that you like sit and bounce yeah <laughs> so yeah. i just met someone with like a giant one like crushing people i i can't i can't imagine that kind of big sit bouncy ball thing without imagining the south park episode now so oh yeah really all i got on this one is that during that stretch of um ecww that i watched for cm punk there was an episode where it opened with balls mahoney hosting uh a strip poker thing with all the like divas of ecwwe and he was like the dealer so he had like a dealer hat on and like all the girls were sitting around drinking and what like, was was there a joke of him like fixing the game so they'd all strip i think that was it at the end no i think mm, i think it was more of just like him you know <laughs> every time they take something off. It was very, like, weird, like, Hugh Hefner-esque, like they were enjoying getting naked for Balls Mahoney. Hmm. And the only thing I really remember otherwise was that um, Weird Vampire Girl Ariel was not there, and then Kelly Kelly was there, but she 
he was like serving drinks like he had like a shaker beforehand and he was like anything for you kelly and kelly was like i can't drink i'm 19 and i was just like Ugh. <laughs> oh no so weird oh. how do you hide okay i'll save it for the match she's in <laughs> <laughs> i don't wanna yeah but balls one with a sit out power bomb that was so yeah it was it was a pretty good power bomb yeah uh, rest in peace, balls. You gave us something good to talk about in this match, and uh, probably a ton of awesome hardcore wrestling that we'll discover in the future. Uh, yeah, when we turn into CECWFP, um, the balls Casual Extreme Wrestling <laughs> Fan Podcast. The Casual Extreme. <laughs> After that is when we got the first Sabu segment. It was well, it was first as like there's CM Punk and he's like standing there like shadow boxing, and then it just cuts to like Sabu being like injured and officials around him like oh no he's injured, don't touch him, don't move him, don't move him. Yeah, that 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 like fake EMT talk that I love when someone's hurt in wrestling. So you totally know that it's not. CM Punk who did it, it's someone else. Because CM Punk was just shadow boxing and thinking about not drinking alcohol somewhere else in the arena. It couldn't have been Sabu, or it couldn't have been CM Punk who attacked Sabu. Um. So yeah, it's not looking good for Sabu making the main event, right? No, it's it's uh, the prospects aren't looking looking too good for him. Now that we got a sort of interesting two minutes, let's talk about a very uninteresting about ten. All right. The only thing I have to say is uh, Elijah Burke is uh, when he came out, I was like, "Oh shit, that's the guy from the funny wrestling gif where he's like heavy breathing and like looks upset, but he's also smiling." That's <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Is he? Oh my he, god, I didn't. He, know that. He, Elijah Burke is the guy from that gif. <laughs> that's cool. Okay, we got Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkey versus FBI. Yeah, the FBI. You know the guys who come out in their FBI. Uh, uh, jackets their windbreakers and their hats and their glasses and they just arrest the other team no it's fbi it's full-blooded italians yeah um when are we gonna get fbi versus uh lax holy shit whose food is better wow that was maybe uh, maybe not fair they're probably good wrestlers yeah who wins lax versus fbi probably lax because uh, oh. From what I saw here, FBI are a comedy act of tiny baby men. This is, yeah, this is like, it reminds me of that, like, Deuce and Domino. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-mm. There was a 50s-themed tag team in, like, 2006 or 7. Maybe it was, maybe it was around this time. I think they were on the episode of SmackDown I watched for SmackDown 1000. It was the Edge cash-in episode. Yeah, and they'd come out to, like, doo-wop music and have, like, white t-shirt with the leather jacket and the rolled-up sleeves and their girl would be in, like, their valet would be in, like, a, a poodle skirt or whatever and they'd come out in, like, a weird old car. It's, like, who was coming up with tag teams at this time, you know what I mean? Like, full-blooded Italians and Deuce and Domino, it's, like, that shit's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> And uh, doesn't uh, Turkey kind of look like um, Cassius Ono? Yep. <laughs> I got really, I like, I like stood up a little bit from my chair. I was like, holy shit, is that Chris Hero? Was Chris Hero in ECWWE? 
That's what was, I, was, I just assumed that's who it was real quick. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> Otherwise, what do we have? Burke cutting a really basic promo about how they can beat up anybody. Yeah. It, it was very bad promo in comparison to even Stryker's. Stryker's promo was terrible. Burke's promo was worse. Um, and then FBI came out, and the first thing I noticed was that Trinity looks like she's wearing a dress from a Street Fighter V DLC pack. <laughs> that shit was ridiculous. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it didn't look real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it looked like a, like a fighting game outfit for a lady. Yeah. Absolutely did. It was very weird. After that... Uh, really, all I have is um, it, it was just really boring. People booed afterward. Turkey and Burke beat FBI, obviously, and then Turkey hit Guido with a muscle buster. I don't remember what the other guy's name was. I think it was Mamiji or something. It like says that. Tony Mamaluke. Mamaluke. Tony Mamma Mia. Maru Runello says. <laughs> Tony Mama Luke's name, 10 hours. So they just buried them afterward. Turkey hit that muscle buster. Yeah. Uh, it was... Only other thing I really have to say is if Elijah Burke is, was a boxer and Sylvester Turkey was an MMA fighter, they just had two guys signed that they didn't know what to do with them, and they were just like, well, you two did fight sports, so you're in a tag team. Oh. That's probably what happened. So after that, we had a uh, another backstage segment with an update on Sabu, who was being put in an ambulance while Punk and RVD were very upset asking what had happened. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the EMTs yelled, "He has a broken neck." Jesus, a broken freaking neck. Yeah, that, like that, I, I didn't stop Kurt Angle. Why did? Why is it stopping Sabu? What really happened was Sabu uh, was tweeting at people, and then they all showed up to kick his ass all at once. Does does he just, like, talk shit endlessly on Twitter? Yeah. He says very <laughs> horrifying shit on Twitter. Very horrifying <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's after this match. Okay, so then we got what I think was... I tuned out the most for this one. I don't know how I t was able to tune out more than Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkey, but I tuned out the most for this one. Da uh, Davari and the Great Kali versus Tommy Dreamer. In a normal match, for some reason, Tommy Dreamer's not in a... <laughs> in <laughs> any sort of weapons match. Yeah. My, my brain... Well, all I was thinking about during this is... I don't know much about the Great Kali... But I figure he's only he's only had a job because he's big and Vince likes giant men. Um, I imagine you he's are absolutely right. I imagine he's probably around the same skill level as the Big Show. No, not even close. Oh, the and then I'm not familiar with, with Daivari. Um, but I went to look up about him, and he was X Division champion at one point. So, oh yeah, okay, I totally <laughs> remember who he is now. Yeah, Daivari's a pretty good wrestler. And, but most of what I was thinking during this match is. Damn, Tommy Dreamer is cool. I have an appreciation for Tommy Dreamer. He's a man who has a love of this sport, this enter the sport entertainment, and he really shows it. And I appreciate that in him. I I have unlimited appreciation and respect for Tommy Dreamer. This match was not about him or Davari. This match was about the Great Kali. 
Yeah. To make him look strong? And he doesn't... It's evident in this match, because, like... When he's... He, he just goes and stands on the apron like it's a tag match, right? But the ref has to tell him to get down. Did you notice that when this match started? I didn't know. Yeah, so that that's totally in line with something I saw in Squared Circle recently where, like, he had he had just beaten someone. I think maybe it was, like... It was, like, Chris Jericho or someone? I don't remember who it was. And he just keeps looking at... The, it's, you can't see the ref in this frame. And he just keeps looking at the ref... He's just looking down, standing over this person's body. And then the camera changes, and you can see the ref, like, making a motion, like, put your arms up. Like, like doing, like, a tiny little put your arms up. And then the Great Collie looks at him, and then, like, does a double take, and then puts his arms up and looks directly into the hard cam. <laughs> the Great Collie is unbelievably bad. It's, it's, it's incredible. He has to be trying to be as bad as he is. That's really funny. Yeah. And this match was pretty much about him. The match they wrestled after Great Kali was uh, barred from ringside, ejected for pulling the rope down and, and uh, sabotaging Tom, Tommy Dreamer was pretty short and unremarkable because they had to get to the end of the match where, uh, where Tommy Dreamer was slammed into the grate of the stage by Great Kali. That's, and then it was just kind of over. And then Tommy Dreamer had to act like he he was just he had his spine broken by like stumbling yeah. around. I can't feel my feet. Devaris was a pretty good wrestler, so I don't know why they did this the like holding the trunks thing. But I'm sure it went on for a long time on the actual like show on Sci-Fi and led to something. And yeah, and also he's supposed to be bad guy. Well, I mean. It's obvious he, he's supposed to he, be bad. He yeah. he came out like screaming in Farsi, so that's yep. and this is a uh, five years after nine eleven, and Vince is still riding off of that kind of heat. He still during, is like seventeen years later. So yeah, during the Iraq War, this he was doing <laughs> this. So yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that that happened. There was someone after this. It's the drunk guy that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. He screams, this isn't extreme. Uh, well, and he's right. Like, why is why was this not like a, a a weapons match or a street fight or something? Why was Matt Stryker versus Ball, Balls Mahoney not some sort of extreme? I know that it's ECW, but, you know, it doesn't have to. ECW wasn't always extreme stuff. There was just good technical wrestling in there, good cruiserweight wrestling in there a lot of the time. But. Yeah. We're not getting that either. We we weren't getting a whole lot of, but we did the match afterwards. We got another thing that ECW is known for: uh, objectifying women. Objectifying, objectifying women. Yeah, yes. And this is gonna be hard to talk about. But first, after the Davari Tommy Dreamer match, Paul Heyman went to Hardcore Holly's uh, locker room and asked him to replace Sabu in the uh, Extreme Elimination Chamber match. Which, um, yeah, Hardcore Holly is part of Heyman's, like, stable of lackeys with Test and Big Show. So, yeah, that makes sense that he's adding him so he can give Big Show a better chance. But now, let's talk about our intergender tag match, Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly versus Kevin Thorne and Ariel. 
They, oh they, boy. Mike Knox and the exhibitionist Kelly Kelly. Fuck me. She they can't... say that because the first episode of, of um WWE CW starts with Kelly Kelly doing like a a a pole dancing thing for seriously like four and a half, five minutes. <laughs> it's horrifying. And she the she like when they make it to the ring, she grabs the microphone, but like hides it from Mike Knox, who I get is—is is he supposed to be her boyfriend at this yeah. time? Yeah. Okay, and uh, once once their music kind of gets done, she's like, "I just want to wish CM Punk good good luck in the main event tonight for the ECW World Championship," and then he gets mad. Yeah, look if if I had a girlfriend and she was obsessed with CM Punk, I'd be upset too. <laughs> I'd get it. Like, I mean, I'd be like, I'm as obsessed with him, but that's why <laughs> we can't both be obsessed with him, please. <laughs> and then it's funny to look back on things like The Brood because it's silly. But this wasn't even silly. I was laughing, but because it's bad. It was painful. Kevin um, Thorne and Ariel come out to like vampire music and they're vampires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are vampires, yep. It's just he has like a cane, you know, like a walking stick thing with like a yeah. like a, a some some sort of amber at the top of it as like the handle or the pommel, I guess you would call it. Um so so bizarre. Um like you said, the brood the brood in like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. I think that's when that happened. Maybe not even into two thousand one. Um that that was like silly it's and you it was kind of cool for the time i think the, it worked it wasn't as like played up as this is the thing too they fit kind of like the aesthetic of that era for like wrestlers cuz if they didn't have the like fangs they basically they they would look like blonde hardies like that's mm-hmm. that's what they look like that's just kind of how people dress then especially for wrestling but they had like fangs and Gangrel do like the blood. They do like the blood thing and stuff like that. But with this, it's two thousand six, um, almost seven. You you look you look at a lot of the when I think to like when I'd see stuff for wrestling at that point. What sparks in my mind is like, and this is a discussion that could could be had. Maybe it has been had of like I feel because it's getting into the internet era. They're trying to t- lower high gimmick characters because of the internet more people are finding out at a younger age that wrestling isn't real wait what yeah <laughs> 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 and that's 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 how i feel about like when i when i think about this era of wrestling but then they have this asshole yeah they, like that era of wrestling, they have more just like regular dudes. That's why like John Cena and Randy Orton are huge. Yeah, and because their their gimmicks were really based in something that can translate to the act of wrestling, uh, hustle, loyalty, respect. Sorry, I got the Cena things wrong. Maybe you know you gotta hustle, work hard, and you gotta get up every morning at five a.m. You gotta hit the gym. You have to take any match you're booked in. You gotta do what it takes to get to the top. Um, you gotta respect those around you and the sport itself, and you gotta be loyal to it, to to make it to where you want to be. 
Randy Orton, it's like, I'm basing my thing off of being the youngest, the youngest champion ever. I'm young and I'm clearing out the old waste. I'm the legend killer. I'm the viper. I'm going to strike when you don't. Re- what is, what is Kevin, what is Kevin Thorne and Ariel? Like, it's, it, it, it's like, it's mostly like sexualized vampirism, sort of like. It's, they're just like kissing each other and like hanging on each other and rubbing each other. And it's it's also like they watched uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer on their v- VHS recording or they just bought the new DVD release 2006. But uh, and they they have a match kind of. Yeah, it's I was like blacking out during this match cuz it was like every time it cut to the camera and It'd be Ariel like leaning and like, oh, her underwear is all the way up her butt. Her whole butt's yeah. just out. Her whole butt is visible. You can see the whole butt. You, she you, was doing the the worst, and I gotta talk about it because they I they didn't acknowledge it, or maybe I was just like I couldn't believe that they would use women like this. But she was like hanging over like the rope and or like she had a leg up and it was just like zoomed in, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is just yeah. her butt. Yeah, and that's like sort of the identity of ECW, I think, because they did do things like that back then. And I mean, WCW and WWF did to a lesser extent. That that makes sense. But this was just like, I guess this WWE wasn't much different back then. This was back when you know they were still divas and they were still doing mud wrestling stuff at at a uh, WrestleMania and things like that. So it's yeah. very jarring to go back to, considering we are recording this on the eve of. TLC 2018 when uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Oscar are going to compete in the first ever triple th- women's triple threat tables ladder What will probably be the, the main event. <laughs> y- yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's very jarring going back to this. It was weird when she was doing the like um, the like foot on neck stretch thing uh, and her whole butt was visible and everyone in the audience was like one more time. One more time. Yeah. The aerial stuff is not good. Then Kelly Kelly went to tag Mike Knox back in, and he left because he's like, I'm tired of getting cucked by CM Punk. CM Punk. (laughs) And then she she lost. And then, like, maybe it's something that I know if I watch the ECWs leading up to it, but then Sandman just shows up. Yeah, and beats was... the shit out of uh, Kevin Thorne, which was cool. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was if I was at any kind of wrestling event, and if it was an indie wrestling event, I'd, I'd get to hear Enter Sandman, and... <laughs> he just comes up beating a beer on his head with a kendo stick? Yeah! <laughs> like, yeah it's... It's Sandman's just fucking cool. He's just, like, smashing the beer, he, like, cracks it open, it flies everywhere. His head's busted open, and he's, like, yeah. smacking someone with a kendo stick. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's cool. Even if... I feel like the whole point of it, him to be there is just, like, to get the pop of Sandman being there. Yeah, and they probably knew that this would be... That this would be maybe a weaker segment. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, this would be a good time to put him in. Uh, yeah, so then Ariel is just stomping uh kelly kelly and then uh inter sandman hits yeah he's beating the beer on his head kendo stick raised high and he just comes out and beats the fuck out of kevin thorne 
props to Kevin Thorne also for taking those kendo stick shots. Those were that was the most vicious I've ever seen a kendo stick used. Yeah. There was one right between the eyes, literally, and then he took like twenty shots to the upper arm in like ten seconds. <laughs> so <laughs> This is for for anyone listening who is a good artist. What I want is I want like a dramatic painting like the Army of Darkness movie poster, but it's Sandman with his kendo yes. stick and a beard and blood yes. running from his forehead. Yes. Like. Absolutely. <laughs> and he has a belt. He needs to have the ECW, and he has the the ECW, ECW world title yeah, around his waist. ECW world title. That'd be yeah. incredible. Because yes. you know exactly what art I'm talking about, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. The... Um... <laughs> Are, are we talking... We're totally talking the Army of Darkness one, right? Yes. Yeah, and Kelly Kelly can be the girl on his... On his... Or just no girl there. You don't, yeah. You know, you don't have to do that. Have, like, a cackling Heyman... Yeah! Uh, like, in the background. That'd be, like, in the sky. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking through? Half see-through? There's a good word for that in, in like, image editing. I can't think of it. Uh, transparent. God, I'm dumb. Yeah, yeah. um... Perfect. Like that. That would be really cool. Let's do that. <laughs> Get on a poster of that and a full back tattoo mural of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike. Mike knocks with the heel turn, dumping his girlfriend, his basically underage girlfriend. I'll never let go of the fact that WWE signed a fucking nineteen-year-old just to show her butt off to the world. I know there's much weirder stuff that's probably gone on, but that always weirds me out. Uh, probably helped ratings. Uh, well, and maybe then, not enough. <laughs> and then I went into her Wikipedia page. I was like, I wonder if she does wrestling besides like appearances that she makes at WWE stuff sometimes. And I yeah. saw a picture that says Kelly at the tribute to the troops, and I was like, she's probably popular for that. That's probably yeah. that's probably part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she was ever a very good wrestler. Did, can you? Are you looking at anything? Does did she ever have a Divas title reign or anything like that? She had the Divas award one time, twenty eleven. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Because when she was Ariel, had her so outmatched just in wrestling ability, you could tell like instantly because she yeah. was like, she was laying shots to her, and Kelly Kelly's like reaction was delayed, not like right. Her bump taking was bad. Yeah. But she's a she's a kid, like she's fucking nineteen years old. I don't expect her to be good at this. Yeah, I imagine she's probably better. She's probably all right now. I imagine yeah, she like pro- she she was all right in the Rumble. She was in the Rumble, right? Yeah, and that, imagine uh, that and that Evolution. So yeah, she was she was okay in both those things. Maybe you, you, maybe you, I don't remember Evolution at all. You know when she shows up though, Vince is like so she's she's gonna do that. The strip thing, right? And they're like, no, Vince. No, we, can't no, we, do we that don't anymore. do that anymore. You you force things into being PG. It's like, I know, damn it, but <laughs> I want, I want. Her. She needs to do this. Vince, you just love Kelly. Kelly, we know. Shut up, damn it! And at the end of the night, we got <laughs> uh extreme elimination chamber match for the ECW World Championship held by the Big Show, who. Was uh, a lot of people thought he was going to retire after this? Wow, <laughs> that was twelve years ago. And guess who still isn't retired? I feel I I sure do feel like you can compare to leading into this how they're pushing Bobby Lashley 
to how Vince likes to build up a lot of other stars. You trick the fans who are watching into thinking that it's not what they're doing by turning the man against the person you're trying to build up. Yeah. You know, it's it's very subtle. Fans don't pick up on those things. It's like, well, Paul Heyman doesn't want Bobby Lashley to win. So if Bobby Lashley wins, it's it's a victory for everyone, not just not mm-hmm. the corporation. Even though you all wanted CM Punk or RVD to win. People were chanting CM Punk so much during this. The only, like, the biggest pops were for the Hardy Boys, RVD, and CM Punk. And, <laughs> I have to note, Kelly Kelly got a pretty big pop, too. Oh, there's one guy I saw in the back who was, like, marking the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And that man was probably old enough to be Kelly Kelly's father. <laughs> probably. You look at yeah. people who pop for the Bellas. Yep. Um... Like- before talking about that, I, I I have to mention I wish I went to an ECW event because you can buy inflatable kendo sticks and that looks really funny. That's really oh yeah, good. those did look cool. Yeah, <laughs> I I need one. Uh, an elimination chamber match, except everyone has a weapon in with them. Yeah, so if I can remember correctly, inside of Big Shows he had a a bat with barbed wire because obviously he's Heyman's guy, so he's gonna get the best weapon. Um, CM Punk had the chair. Bobby yep. Lashley had the table, which did not get used. We'll get to that. <laughs> and then um, Test had a fucking crowbar. Oh yeah! They can kill someone with that. <laughs> that is fucking nuts. A crowbar. Yes, and um, we started with uh, Hardcore Holly versus RVD. But before that, I want to I want to mention very quickly the, the promo that Heyman cut beforehand. Where he said... Um, I am going to make ECW immortal tonight because when Hulk Hogan dies, Hulkamania dies with him. The woos die when Flair dies, no. No. <laughs> but e- that, that's very not true. And then he he went on to say, ECW will live forever, which is ironic because ECW only went on for another year and a half after this. So. But he's right, because uh, 12 years later, two We're man children are screaming about it into microphones. Um, and we we chanted ECW for a solid two fucking minutes six months ago. Yeah. Uh, because someone who wrestled in ECW was uh, in front of us. So yep. that's it's definitely not going to die. The woos won't die. Hulkamania died, like, before we were born. So... <laughs> Yeah, so who gets to... Oh, I did say already, we started with RVD versus uh, Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Holly looks like Gunther from Friends. Do you, <sighs> you know who I'm talking about, right? Um, you're, You might have to send me something. He's the manager of the coffee shop? I blocked out a lot of Friends because I don't like Friends at all. Mm-hmm. Uh Every time I've had to watch Friends, I just kind of like, like when you like you say when something's happening in wrestling that you're just like fuck this, you just like black out. That happens. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. <laughs> and then I looked up. I was like, Hardcore Holly looks like an old man. How old is he? He's like four in the forties here. Yeah. During this match. Uh, oh yeah. That is absurd. Yeah, he's a man, like a man who looks he, like that cannot be called Hardcore Holly. Yeah, that's what makes him so hardcore, Jory, is that he never quits. How old is he now? He is 55. Damn. That's nuts. Yeah, he was like, so he was like 42 when that happened, or 41. 
He held the WWF Hardcore Championship six times. I mean, I don't... That's something that's don't really count title reigns because it changed like 20 times by the end of a pay-per-view or something. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. This is something I'm, this is, this is probably a poignant co- um, comparison people made back when WCW and WDF were trying to capitalize off of ECW, but he has the appearance of a very corporate made hardcore guy. Yeah, and the fact that he has the the word hardcore in his name is very, it's very obvious. And I've always sort of, this might sound mean, but I feel like for a while there, the Hollies, Crash, Hardcore, and Molly were booked as doofuses, if that makes sense. Like, Mm. that might be a little mean, but they were definitely booked as like, Look, look, Hardcore has to wrangle in his bumbling siblings or cousins or whatever they are, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, the, the crash carrying around the, the scale is, is, is pretty good. I, th- that wasn't even related. I just thought of it. And it's funny. The fact that he said he was like 500 pounds and he would carry around a big ass scale and be like, no, trust me, look, I'll get on it. And you can see. And everyone's like, we don't care, Crash. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It's a, it's a very like, look, we have it too sort of thing with him and probably all three of them. The extreme elimination chamber match for the ECW world title, uh, RVD and, and hardcore Holly. This went on for, was this a legit four minutes? Cause they started a timer. It was a legit it five felt minutes. felt like it. Yeah. I, th- I think it was. So how did these eliminations go? <sighs> Well, CM Punk came in. CM Punk came in, and CM Punk is good. He uh, he just threw the fuck. He just knocked. He just hit Hardcore Hall with a chair like "fuck you, asshole," and <laughs> he threw it at RVD, and then RVD threw it back and like smacked him in the face. The hot potato chair spot. I have that written here. Hot potato chair spot. That is funny. It's I laughed really, really hard at that because it's um, just like throwing. I'm gonna get you with this chair, and then he catches it, and then CM Punk's like frozen. It's yeah. like. It's like he did some sort of weird, like, ability in, like, a MOBA where it's, like, reverse an opponent's thing and stun them for two seconds. And he just throws the chair back into his <laughs> fucking head. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, he, uh, the, 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 because CM Punk <laughs> was the first to be eliminated, at least he was eliminated by RVD with a five-star frog splash. So I was like, yeah! Yeah, not like test but, or someone that would have been a bummer. <laughs> but the thing was when he uh he countered RVD to like flop him face down onto the chair and bust his head open. That was yeah. incredible. That was and, a good reversal. And then he had RVD was like in the he was in the um in the corner and he put the chair over RVD's head and like axe kicked the back yeah! of it to like that was a awesome spot. That was so cool. <laughs> CM Punk versus RVD was probably the highlight of this match, and it happened in the first, like, six minutes and then ended. Yeah, uh, this is, you know, it, people people flip back and forth on CM Punk, but this man is justified in, like, 99% of his feelings about how shit happened through his career with WWE. Yeah. You you can definitely feel however you want about what you think with his like entitlement and things like that. That's fine, but 
they they probably should have booked him to win this match. <laughs> People were chanting his name throughout the night. Like, so many signs. There was a group of people on Hardcam's side, like visible from Hardcam, that they had the like the X with the with the forearms shirts on. There was like six of them back there. It's crazy. <laughs> um, a lot of Pepsi yeah. signs. Yeah, it's just, it was like it should. It definitely felt like it was his night, and it probably should have been his night. It definitely and, should have been. Because we'll, we'll talk it, like, about how it ended up not being <laughs> his night later. I have something saved for that. Yeah. Um, um and once CM Punk was gone, I uh my brain kind of turned off. E- I was e- like, "Oh. Okay, RVD's in. I liked RVD. RVD's very cool." Um but then fucking uh Test comes in and just uh wins. Yeah. For a little Test- bit. Test <laughs> Test I think shoots on mm. hardcore holly like not like he's not like actually like hitting him but he, he i think he improperly pinned him yeah because it's it seems like that is like not what's supposed to be happening but hardcore holly just goes with it to not make Tess look like an idiot yeah because if he kicks out of that then it's like oh god test fucked up which he did he was definitely not supposed to go after hardcore holly because they had that weird alliance it was probably gonna be um it's supposed well, to be like eliminating a three V, yeah. But he, so uh, he fucked up because the camera. You can see the camera people don't know like what to look at. They like very obviously do not show Hardcore Holly leaving at all after yeah. he's eliminated. Did uh? Did you did you get a good look at Tests back? Yeah, pimples. Yeah. Our R.I.P. Test. Rip you know what test. gives you back knee? improper hygiene oh yeah <laughs> both of those things yeah it's it's bad because when he came out i was like that man is scarily jacked like like awkwardly jacked too i might say like it yeah. doesn't seem like those came from lifting weights like over the course of years it just kind of seems like oh fuck these showed up overnight and how does that happen yeah but he also he had a fucking crowbar. Like yeah. was it uh who who did he choke out with R V D. Yeah, he's that he's using the and crowbar he, like, to choke sc- him. And he and he scraped one of the like sharp parts across R V D's forehead. Which you could very uh, see them you could very easily see them like setting that up, like putting R V D's hand like underneath the crowbar, but it's still like the thought of it, like that's yeah, it's fucked up. That's fucking scary, yeah. So he did eliminate Hardcore Holly and RVD. Yeah. But we have to talk about the elimination on RVD because big props to you, big man upstairs, Test. The diving elbow off the top of the pod onto a chair that is on top of RVD. That <laughs> shit was hardcore. Yeah. And at his size too, he's like, what's his list height? Like six ten or something like that. Like six six, six okay, six six. Yeah, things things seem bigger when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. But that's <laughs> who's six six in the in the WWE right now. Uh, McIntyre. Uh, yeah, imagine him doing that shit. I can't imagine him jumping off of a pod to do a big elbow drop. Yeah, 
<laughs> that's, that's not something I've seen him ever do. He's way too big to do that, yeah. So, big props to Test for that. That was fucking awesome. So then it's just Test left in the ring. And we get our timer going again. Obviously, it's going to be uh, Bobby Lashley coming in next because it's rigged because Heyman is evil for Big Show to come in last. Yeah. And, um... The uh, Heyman's like a uh, security guard SWAT dudes go and like bar ex- put extra chains on and bar the pod from being unlocked for Lashley. And, what does that um, accomplish? It, well, he can't get out then, so but he can't get in either and lose. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, maybe they just disqualify him for not participating. Yeah, you're right, it doesn't, it's fucking any stupid. They also yeah. they also gave him the worst weapon, which is a table, which he he didn't use on someone. He just used it to break the chains above his pod, so he could climb out. And At like, least he gets to break out. Yeah, <laughs> that makes him look cool. That, that it did. It made him look really fucking cool. And he's like Nathan Drake, Lara Croft, climbing on the fucking cage, and then jumps down on test that was awesome that was so cool and then he eliminates test like i would say most of that like five minute gap is him escaping and then he like squashes test he like stomps him for a little bit i think he hits him with the chair for uh, a couple swings spears him and then he's done yeah which was (laughs) which was awesome i like spears and then he just kind of sat around waiting for the big show to come out with his barbed wire baseball bat. Because, you know, that's what the big show needs is a weapon. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not just big as fuck. Well, actually, like, he, he like, went testosterone man on this. Like, throwing the... He threw the table into Big Show's pod. He threw the chair into Big Show's pod twice. Like, and not, like, silly throwing it. He's, like discus swinging them into his pot <laughs> that yeah. shit was insane but then big show was eventually let out and we got our face off barbed wire baseball bat big show versus bobby lashley with a banged up chair it felt like a climax of like a horror movie didn't it because because the pay-per-view was so offensive and horrible <laughs> Partially, but just like the tiny baby weak man Bobby Lashley just like narrowly rolling rolling out of the way to avoid and like his clever tricks to not get hit by the barbed wire bat. I I would agree that that is definitely how it should have felt, but I dislike the big show so much. It's a strong <laughs> word to use for me about a wrestler, I feel. I dislike the big show so much that every time he would look at someone as they were coming down to the ring, his hands pressed up against it. It just made me laugh. It wasn't like styles and Taz would be like, Oh my God, look at the look. He's like a caged lion. And he just looks like a fat seven foot tall man. He's not scary at all. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then, and then when they were like, when Lashley was dodging the, um, the uh the chair or the baseball bat with the chair i just heard uh i think it's called duel of fates in my in my head 
dun 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 yeah dun, 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 dun. it's just like this fucking weak ass swings on this chair but yeah. it, it it i get what you're saying though yeah it totally it totally was like how is he how is he gonna he's exhausted at this point and then he's got to face this big monster with this crazy equalizer yeah so yeah i was kind of marking out at the end of this it was good he turned he yeah. turned he turned it around very well it was a satisfying ending at least yeah the um i think my favorite part was the the choke slam reversal yeah into a ddt the choke slam into a spike ddt that was awesome yeah that was the that was the best spot of this match i think um maybe besides some of the cm punk stuff and then i really like rvd's rolling thunder over the top rope I don't even know how a human can do that. He hit him with a with a big spear, and Lashley's Ooh, uh. ECW. No, <laughs> he's holding the ECW title above his head, and then you get. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, Lashley is ECW champion. Um. A questionable choice because this man does not embody anything about the ECW spirit. Yeah. And uh, two of the men who got eliminated, one worked for the original ECW, and the other uh, is pretty extreme championship wrestling, if you ask me. Yeah, CM agree, Punk. Yeah. E- even outside of my, uh, my appreciation for CM Punk. Because we like the same things, like Pepsi and and music, uh, <laughs> and video games. <laughs> it's you. You don't look at Bobby Lashley. Nothing about him is extreme. He's extremely ripped, but that's about yeah. it. <laughs> and they definitely portray him as like this beast equivalent to someone like Batista or Brock Lesnar during that match. Because he has like he like throws Big Show through a pod, right? Yeah, and then he's like. Big Show's, like, bleeding and, like, covered in, like, chunks of steel and this, like, weird plexiglass pod thing. And he's, like, standing over him, like, screaming and sweating and, like, just laying hammer fists to the Big Show's skull. And I was like, yeah, this this was something to build off of. This was probably good. But he didn't... He could have done this and lost the match and it would have been fine. I mean, that was a cool main event for what was otherwise probably the worst pay-per-view in WWE history. Yeah. I guess we nope. haven't seen them all, right? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> that might happen one day. But um yeah, the the uh Heyman McMahon relationship after this sort of deteriorated and that's what led to Heyman's firing and then Vince taking full control over booking ECWWE because Heyman really thought that Punk should have won that night. The um, way it was built up too is Punk uh, being involved in this weird storyline of cucking some dude and everything being around Bobby Lashley and the big show, having CM Punk come out on top uh, would be a big surprise. And it's interesting. It's It would be a way to build him up as like, it wasn't even about him and he prevailed through and came out on top to win the ECW yeah. title. And we might need to do some research, but I feel like the ECW title was definitely defended on just normal, like, main roster pay-per-views. Yeah. But it would have been a cool thing to, like, he manages to, like, 
you know, do do like a really worked crowbar hit to the back of the head of Bobby Lashley or something, and the, or like one to the gut and then like a knee to the face while he's like fighting the Big Show because he wants that retribution. He pins Bobby Lashley and then he beats Big Show. Yeah. Then you have a cool like Bobby Lashley definitely is number one contender and is entitled to that. Bobby Lashley versus CM Punk for like two months of TV, like. You can you can totally do that. That's fine. That mm-hmm. would have been cool, but they just went right to Lashley, and it's arguable that this affected Bobby Lashley's career in the long run. Yeah, uh, he sh- he that, shouldn't really have been this brand in the first place. He's definitely someone you could have just thrown on Raw or SmackDown and been like, "Look how strong he was!" Like he's Brock Lesnar but black. Like yeah, we yeah, <laughs> and he sort of got that for a while, but it just. I think maybe he was misbooked. He was in that match with the the hair versus hair where he um, represented uh, Trump. <laughs> yeah, and he won at WrestleMania. I think that was the the like co main event or like the second to last match of that card or something. Hey, maybe next time we'll watch a good holiday themed ECW pay per view like. November to remember during a Thanksgiving or massacre on 34th street. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe. or maybe we'll just ruin our lives every year. Maybe we'll just watch December to dismember 06 every year and talk about it every year. Let's do that. (laughs) The, the yearly December to dismember special. What did Cameron and Jory notice differently this time? Nothing. That's like the worst idea ever podcast for the group of guys. They watch uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop every week for a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my. 52 times watching Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah. And then I think That's the sequel, gross. if they did Sex in the City 2. That's I couldn't do that one. I could maybe do Paul Blart 52 times, but I definitely <laughs> couldn't do Sex in the City 2. I've never seen it, but uh, that's I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what i you know what i th- this pay-per-view made me think the most what's that please bring back pyro oh yeah that crazy pyro at the beginning and then when lashley held the ecw title up on top of the ramp the like yeah and when he did his pose he when he came out he did dominator pose with the yeah. like the crazy like pop of sparkles yeah that was awesome yeah do pyro do yeah, more please pyro. bring back pyro please just 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 for pay-per-views. How many times yeah. do you have to pay for it then? Like how many pay-per-views do they do a year? Like 16, 18? 18 times pyro, please. Like Yeah. Maybe 22 if you count takeovers. Just want a little bit of pyro. Well, that's December 2 dismember. What would you grade this, Jory? <laughs> I give it a D. Hmm. School yeah, grade. I- school grade it i'm giving it a d plus because the opening match was pretty good i like john morrison and the hardys and um i like the main event i think that was i think it was pretty solid <laughs> happy holidays jury do you want to plug your your stuff you got socials you want to talk about sure be quick merry christmas everyone this is going up on christmas day so hey, to everyone surprise. on the wwe roster who's listening to this kevin owens thanks for listening i know you love ecw Yep. Um, you would have been awesome in there. Chris Jericho, 
I know you're probably listening in Japan. Please let me on your next cruise. Um, Xavier Woods, uh, put me in up, up, down, down. I can talk about the Binding of Isaac for like 90 hours. Yeah, let's let's do it in Fortnite later, dude. <laughs> um, if you want to find me online, I'm on at Jory on Twitter. Uh, my other podcast, uh, we are watching One Piece. Watch One Piece and talk about it. It's on basically every streaming service. How about you, Cameron? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cam Hambone complaining about people who just stay in their high school social circle and tweet to just people they went to high school with. Isn't that weird? Kind of, yeah. It's, it's weird to me. But mostly just talking about wrestling and video games. Um, yeah, that's where you can that's where you can find me. It's a holiday season, everybody. It's, you should all get your family together, watch December to Dismember, and then listen to this with your family on Christmas Day. Just get your family together. Celebrate the holidays the best way you can with uh, your friends here at CWFP. Yeah. Thank you. And happy holidays. My name is Joe. And I'm Jory. And we are watching One Piece. That's it. That's the podcast. Yep. Uh, so we talk about the anime called One Piece uh, about once a month. It takes a while to watch One Piece, but I'm currently caught up with the show. I just started it. So you can join us while we talk about loving the rubber boy, vaping Sanji, our son Chopper, and his murder mom Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Other loving nicknames to be decided as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or your app of choice. And until you tune in, to be continued.